I would find myself awake when the world is asleep. I had to be blessed with a psychiatrist. I struggled. 2019 is when I decided to start coming out. I didn't even know mental health five years ago. These are things we don't even understand or mm. even get to talk about. It hit me and I didn't know what was happening to me. It keeps growing until you probably find ways of working around it. My initial career path or interest was being a doctor. Sometimes you're at a family gathering, no one cares you're present. And then when you introduce yourself, I'm a lawyer, everyone turns, everyone wants to know, I'm like, no. Millennial, the podcast is a casual sound space for millennial creatives in Uganda and across the African continent to share their life stories. The podcast discusses a healthy balance of their professions, passions, and personal lives and offers a bit of perspective and lessons from their life experiences. Come on, let's have fun. Hi everybody, you are welcome to Afri Millennial, the podcast, a creative space where we host millennial creatives to just basically get to know them a little bit better, understand their creative process, understand their lives beyond just the work that we know them for. And today's episode is pretty special. It's a podcast hosting a podcaster. Uh, but are you sure I'm a millennial? But, How old am I? Do you know my age? <laughs> Do you know how old I am? Just because we're at campus at the same you? time, you, I might be, a, it might be an adult <laughs> entry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Offre Millennial, the podcast. You can already you tell by the hearty laughter on the other <laughs> end that today's guest is Navuguzichi Wanuka. Navuguzi, you are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. She is um she's a lawyer. I like to call her counsel, but she detests that. She'll probably tell me why eventually. She's a lawyer. I've known her for quite how many years now have I known her? It's a decade. Oh my goodness, it actually has been ten years since I met Navuguzi. Yeah. She's a lawyer, she's a podcaster, she's very well known for her podcast Hash Time with Navuguzi Chiwanuka, mm-hmm. which on surface value basically hosts people to talk about their wellness, uh, mental health, and a lot more detail that she'll be delving into on her own. Nabuguzi, you're very, very welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mo. Hey, thank you, AMM. Hey, <laughs> what do you have with Mo and me? Hey, what problem do you have with Mo I will confuse the gods and they'll think I'm already married. <laughs> <laughs> I need to so stay not, clear. <laughs> so just for, for the record, you are, you are not married? I'm, n- I'm not, please. I'm not, Sha. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Notes down. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Navuguzi, the cliche question. You probably ask this. Um, now, I feel like a lot of these questions I'm going to be saying, you ask this, you ask people this, because I know you've been podcasting for quite a while. Yeah. Major milestone, Navuguzi has... 73 episodes, 73 podcast episodes to her name so far. Depending on when this is going to come out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in essence, this also counts as a podcast with you and it doesn't it? Just like ah, If you give me the, the recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to talk to my producer about 
about uh, the intellectual rights around my property or his property. We can share that property. We can share the rights. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Navuguzi, just tell us briefly who is Navuguzi and what inspires what Navuguzi does. Navuguzi is just a human being, mm-hmm. a very simple person, although mm-hmm. I think complex. Yeah. Yeah, very simple but complex person. He, I think. I find myself simple, but then I also find myself in positions where I don't also understand. I feel pity for people around me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it gets to that point. But I'm for the people that really understand me, I'm yeah. really simple. Very, very simple. I think they get to know how to deal with me. Okay. I um I'm a performative introvert. Good. I am okay. really shy. The thing about hosting podcasters what's what's performative? No, not actually not even a performative introvert. I'm a performative extrovert. I I'm largely an introverted person. Largely. Like when I think about my teenage, I wasn't really associating with people. Mm-hmm. Save for the times when I would be in school and I have to tune on my wild button. Yeah. That was also a coping mechanism for me. I noticed. Uh-huh. When I dug back, I noticed that it was me trying to protect myself from bullies. Yeah. Because when I joined secondary school, I was like, okay, now how do I go away from what I experienced in primary school? I was like, when you are wild in my head, yeah. no one is going to touch you. So yeah. That is how I started coming out to people a little bit. Just to visit again. Performative means... I'm not really an extrovert, but ah. people think I am. <laughs> ah. I don't think after COVID, I'll get out of masks. <laughs> like, I, ah. I, don't, I feel like I'm They're like so a shield seen. for you. Yeah, I'm like, oh ah. my God, this, it's so comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you now see me, me, don't side eye me, that is Kajanja. I'm just coping with people. Now, if I think about my relationship with masks, I've also like kept wearing them even uh post covid but i think it's more like for me it has sort of i don't know become like a fashion statement of sorts i don't know oh. i don't feel fully dressed if i don't have like a mask on Allah. yeah which translates into a good thing because it's still covid is still around by the way see, you know, do you know why you think it's fashion because you watch that anime those animated things and uh, and no. they, they ah, always come through like you know, samurais looking. and everything yeah that's why I've hacked your. <laughs> I've hacked it for you. Brilliant. So, tell us, how does a performative introvert come around to the decision to start doing podcasts? Because I know that uh, podcasting, like all content creation, involves putting yourself out there a lot. And now you've been putting yourself out there for like what seventy-three weeks now. <laughs> seventy-three weeks. I don't think there's seventy-three weeks. I had. I had. I had weeks when I wasn't active. Ah. Yes. So why the conversations and why am I out there? Yeah. I struggled, actually. Mm-hmm. 2019 is when I decided to start coming out. Yeah. Two things happened in the same year, the foundation and the podcast. Uh, and when you say the foundation, my listeners might want to know what the foundation is. Equal Foundation is the charity that outreach you own. kind of. Yes, I do own it. That she owns, ladies and gentlemen, that she owns. <laughs> So you now want to be an equal. Who are we in the presence of? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Equal Foundation. Yes, I struggled because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be out there. Yeah. This is, okay, I think I need to deregister it. Okay. And then, as if that was not enough, after me recovering and trying to accept that I actually have to do this. Yeah. 
the podcast happened because I do some sort of annual reflection mm-hmm. and ask myself, what is it that I wanted to do this year that I haven't done? Or yeah. what is it that I've always wanted to do yeah. that I've not yet done? Yeah. And what do I need? Yeah. So I realized at the close of 2019, I was like, shit, I've not done, <laughs> I've not yet done the podcast. Yeah. And I freestyled. That was our first episode. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so did you have a guest on your first episode? Or was it I was first? alone. Oh, talking alone is hard. Wow. What was that about? What was the episode about? It was about drawing New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And I oh, found I remember it, that. Exactly. I yeah. gave it to you for, yeah. as a specimen to dissect it and hey, tell me where hey, I went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so why am I out there? We're having these conversations because I find them relevant. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't seeing anyone doing it. Yeah. Which is also a problem because sometimes when I'm doing something and I see that someone is doing it, I relax. I'm like, oh, yeah. finally, so at least now someone that's is doing done. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I sort of withdraw from so it. So you like to trailblaze stuff. It's not trailblazing. I do it if no one is doing it. Like in school, I wasn't a prefect. Yeah. But if something was wrong, I'm going to go straight to the administration. Like, you guys do better. Mm. So I always tell people I don't need to be a prefect. Yeah. If something is wrong, it's wrong. Mm. I'll tell them. Hey. Community <laughs> police, eh? Neighbor, <laughs> neighborhood watch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm just curious how how what has been your experience podcasting like? What how, you started out? Uh, what quite a couple of like you've made over a year now, right? It's 2019. You're talking 20, about over ooh, a year in 2020. 2019. It's, it's been years now. <laughs> so I'm sure there's like a very big difference between, you know, your very first episodes and your your, so your, much. your episodes of late. So much. What has changed between then and now? What have been your learnings? What are those big learnings you've taken from your guests? Like what have you learned about <gasps> people My from goodness. your human interaction on your podcasts? Privilege. You've seen privilege in your guests? No. <laughs> we are all we are we are all privileged differently. I paused for a moment there because I was a guest on your podcast. Uh, yes, so like, yes. You're so privileged in your guests. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and with this I say it because we sometimes I have conversations with people and yeah. I'm struck. Okay, I'm like that can happen. Mm-hmm. Or you hear people sharing experiences about their parents. Yeah. And you feel like, how am I in the same space with this person? Mm, I mm, feel mm. privileged. My mom just says, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then there is someone who says they had to leave home because they had to choose a certain career path. And you're like, you can do that. <laughs> you know, it's, it makes me sad. Like, <laughs> it does really make me sad. But uh, we keep having these conversations because mm. we have to also be in awareness of the fact that we don't have the same paths in life. Yeah. True. That way we are more compassionate yeah. and willing to share empathy. Yeah. In spaces that we go to. Mm-hmm. Because when we don't have we, we don't have a defined life journey. Yeah. Yeah, we all come into this life from different paths so. Yeah. Yeah. All your conversations almost all have been around the wellness and mental health of people. Looking a little bit more into like mental health, mm-hmm. what are those things that have stood out for you over the podcast that you've hosted? Are there those things that people are doing to help them cope? Are there those things that people say like really affect their mental health? 
Well, it's it's not the same thing, and maybe yeah. I don't keep a tabulation okay. of okay, this person said this, yeah. and yeah, the person. No, of course said not. That. Yeah, we you realize that they're different. It's it's wide. Mental health right has a wide right. scope, and it affects different people yeah, differently. Yeah, and yeah. and you cannot come on out and say no, you can't be affected by that since I'm not affected by that. Yes, you can find someone with an issue of body image, you might find that someone has a problem with, you know, what they perceive of themselves to be and they come on out in spaces and they're accepted and then they snap out of it. They're okay. They're much, they're doing better. Mm -hmm. You find that someone has, uh, an issue with how they were brought up in their homes. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 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 it's a lot. Yeah. So I, I can't, I've not maybe sat down and feel like this is common. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have that. We're uh, different. It, it's been different experiences <laughs> with different. each of your interviews. Yeah. Because even when you look at myself, yeah. if I have to date back to how I started struggling internally, it's things I, no one even had control. I mean, me as a child, I was asking myself, yeah. why is it that I was born without a father? Yeah. And for years and years, I was seeing kids in school on VDs with fathers mm-hmm. and I was like, I want a dad. You know, and you're battling with all those things. So yeah. <clears throat> it, it keeps growing until you probably find ways of working around it. And then something else comes in like, there is no one thing. Yeah. It can never yeah. be one thing. Yeah. I was about to ask if there's a, a link between your personal life and your decision to, to discuss mental health. Very and much I, you so. You probably just gave me <laughs> Very an much answer. So. I, don't I didn't know have that. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. I mean, we we don't even know. I didn't even know mental health five years ago. Yeah. But when I was 16, I had to be placed with a psychiatrist and I wasn't told why. Yeah. And this is me doing, I knew I was placed with a psychiatrist, but but they just told me, hey, uh, if you want someone to talk to, this is the person. In my head, I'm like, oh, I got a new friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't tell me what's up. Yeah. But this was actually something that was coming from a toxic friendship, yes. not even a relationship. Yes. Friendship. Yeah. These are things we don't even understand or mm. even get to talk about. Mm. Mere friendship in school. And it affected me for like over a month and something like my oxygen wasn't reaching over the brain or what, what, something was a mess. Yeah. So they placed me with her Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she, she was terrible at her job. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Start. Growing up and you'll Mm -hmm. bear with me because I know that you know this. It's, 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 it's like one of those uncomfortable stereotypes uh-huh. in society. Growing up, my impression was that being a lawyer was like a standalone prestigious career. Like, mm. if you're a lawyer, like, nothing else should matter. You <laughs> get what I mean? So I was a little <laughs> you bit... You've arrived. Like, like, you've arrived. <laughs> I grew up knowing, like, I was of the thought that probably maybe some Mercedes Benzes are like, set aside for lawyers. Like, you don't buy it if, you, yeah, if you're not at that level of career. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, growing up, yeah. it's just like lawyer, engineer, or doctor. If you're not any of no. those three, what, what the hell are you doing? Right? Mm-hmm. And then I grow up and like the lawyers of my age or my time, the millennial age, I like delving into other stuff. Like the lawyers want to DJ, the lawyers want to do <laughs> podcasts, the lawyers, like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Maybe, <laughs> may, I might not know what you mean, yeah. but I might have an idea of 
from the outside because yeah. I didn't I I didn't get into it after seeing lawyers. I did, I don't even think I knew a lawyer. So lawyers don't inspire you into becoming a lawyer. No, none. It was uh, society. <laughs> yeah, you saw a lot of wrong in society. No, it wasn't a lot of wrong, but my initial career path or interest was being a doctor. I didn't. You do... wanted to be a doctor. Yes, like wow. straight up. From, yeah, like, it's, it's the only people that I was seeing growing up. Yeah. So coming to the age of sixteen, I didn't score distinctions. I had okay. to change school. Yeah. When I changed school, they told me that I can only they can only give me arts because I had credits in sciences. Yeah, I was like, fine, as long as I don't go to that school, I don't go back to the other school. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so I yeah. did arts, but I was scared. I was like, I am doomed. Arts? What do people do there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I only knew doctors. But this mom, is no offense to everyone else in the room because <laughs> I'm looking around the room and I'm seeing only artists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have me. Jeff Jomo in the house. <laughs> I have my producer, Shemaya Gabo, in the house. I have myself. Like, there's and no me. science in the and room me. whatsoever. I'm also not a scientist. Yeah. But mom had to ask me, and mm-hmm. I think it's very important for parents to do that. Yeah. Why kids actually want to do particular things. Mm. And my answer was that I wanted to build. I I already had my life set out at sixteen. I already knew the clinic. Yeah, I already knew my clinic's name. Yeah, it was supposed to serve community to the people that can't easily access medical services mm-hmm. at a high price. So yeah. I don't know how I was going to do it, but yeah. that was the goal to serve okay. people who cannot easily access medication. Yeah. So mom was like, Mm-mm, "You can serve society in any way. There is mm-hmm. this. There is this. Mm-hmm. There is this. Mm-hmm. Yeah." So. Lawyering, I struggled with it. I was like, those people are bad. <laughs> I can't be a lawyer. But it took me, I don't know how long. I had to talk to a priest, a oh, friend, yes. a priest, yeah. not to pray for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sought divine intervention about your career? Like, <laughs> not, not to pray Was for me, so of course. <laughs> it wasn't to pray for me, but yeah. I needed someone to talk to. I went okay. to him and I asked him about lawyering. And he told me, I think, about his father, yeah. who was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. He was like, you can be a lawyer with a difference and help people that do not have you know, access again yeah. to legal help. But yeah. I've not even done that. And mm-hmm. I feel like I can actually serve somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the thing about privilege or status. Yeah. The way how the lawyering comes with the status. I think if I knew that before, I wouldn't have jumped into it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're at a family gathering. No one cares you're present. Yeah. And then when you introduce yourself, I'm a lawyer. Everyone turns. Everyone wants to know. I'm like, no, you didn't want, like, maintain status quo. Don't come mm-hmm. to me because mm-hmm. you've heard what I do. Yeah. So it's, it disturbs me a lot. To be in spaces and introduce myself as such. That's why when someone calls me, I'm like, no, don't do that. Mm, okay. Like, it, it's sort of, everyone wants to look at you like, okay, now what is different about you? How come you're in our space? I mean, I've been asked before, but are you really you a lawyer? You come with money. <laughs> you come with money. money. <laughs> yeah, someone was telling me that I have to buy a car because I need to show that I'm a lawyer. I'm like, yeah. 
Are you serious? And Zari's like suits didn't help the situation at all. As far I didn't as like them. I wanted to rebel at first, <laughs> but I lost the war to my boss. <laughs> I just wanted to be myself. I wanted yeah. to wear my jeans. I wanted yeah. like I wanted it's about the brain. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like being in this space, it's mostly about what you show on top. Yeah. And I just feeling like it's superficial. Yes. So did you feel like podcasting was sort of like an outlet for you to like be yourself? I am myself even on the podcast. The podcast is no, me. No, you are yourself on no, the podcast. No, the podcast yeah. is me. I have those. Conv- I had those conversations even without the microphone. So it sort of felt like instead of having these conversations yeah. with just the people that I know, I think yeah. we need a bigger platform mm-hmm. to have bigger conversations with mm, people. Mm, mm, mm. And that's how hashtag Minabuguzichwanka came in place. Beautiful. From 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 what you just briefly shared right now i get the feeling that you've had you've had the support of like you've been you've been surrounded by love growing up i don't know if i got the wrong picture by but love, yes. there was your mom somewhere in oh, the picture who you seem very very Trust close me, to <laughs> and there's like a priest that <laughs> oh, you know loved. uh that does um what a career coach or oh no that one <laughs> that one was not in my life he he was just at the parish at that time yeah but my main parents growing up were my late grandmother. Okay. And uh, my mother. Okay, my yeah. mother first, then my late grandmother. It's like then a whole my hierarchy guardian. there. <laughs> there is, because she is the first love that I met. Yeah. I mean, I connected with her first. Uh-huh. So there is my mother, my late grandmother, and yeah. my grandfather. Yeah. Like that is in courts mm-hmm. because he's a priest. He was yeah. named guardian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think when I started un- understanding life, yeah. I'm seeing this person with gray hair. So I think in such as it's like probably my Jaja, yeah. <laughs> Jaja father. <laughs> did like, he didn't like have a visitation card to Him? school. Yeah. No, he didn't. But he's been instrumental in other ways. He has. Yeah. Trust me. And and it's 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 strange. Our relationship is a little bit I find it a little bit strange because there were years when he wasn't present. Yeah. But I know and I think it's very important the the impact you have on a child, mm-hmm. however short the period is. Yeah. I would report anything. I would mm-hmm. dodge school mm-hmm. and go to that man's house and yeah. he wouldn't chase me. Oh. And and my <laughs> And there's a priest. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> like, but, but that's like nursery yeah. school. I was yeah. When mom was telling me these stories, I was side-eyeing her because I was like, you are an unserious parent. Because okay. of <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun priest. <laughs> because I'd be like, Yeah. I don't know if he was talking that popcorn because of me or I learned how to eat popcorn because of him. I'm not very sure. But that's how, yeah. That's how that's how we used to roll. I would mm-hmm. eat the popcorn and then, you know that thing in the in the in the freezer where you scrape, eh? and it comes like snow, eh? Yeah, yeah. They would put it for me in mirinda fruity and oh people are in school meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. if you've had all this love around you, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you've heard from the conversations uh, around mental wellness that. Uh, a lot of people that deal with it sort of feel alone, or yeah. they've been feeling alone mm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, another thing that um, seems to recur over time is that there's those people that are surrounded by people but just feel like misunderstood, right? Mm-hmm. So, have you noticed like a distinction? Would you say, would you say, um, 
people that have been surrounded by love have been like in a better place to cope with their mental wellness growing up than people that have grown up on their own. It depends on the meaning of love. Yeah. Okay. Because some people have what this. What is love? <laughs> it depends on how you understand love because you're going to find some people talking about love as my parent took me to school. Okay. My parent provided everything I needed. Yeah. But those are physical things. Mm-hmm. When you are in a in an environment, when you grow up in an environment that can tap into your inner world or allow you to explore yourself, yeah. it's easy for you to fall back onto that. Mm-hmm. But if it's just all about, hey, it's just the books, it's just the money, it's just... I feel like that still pushes you away from yourself. Yeah. And you don't really know the purpose of going back to the things that you already have. Yeah. Let me say someone has prov- the fa- your father has provided everything. Yeah. And you're struggling mentally. You actually feel like you are not appreciative of what you have because yeah. you feel like you have been loved. But there is more there to is it. more, more to, to love it. than yeah. the physical Just things. Provisions. Can you have a conversation yeah. with this person mm-hmm. when you are in a crisis? Yeah. Can you talk about it? Mm-hmm. Is this person going to dismiss you or you are going to be able to have a conversation about it? So for me, when I had my first experience of contemplating suicide, the person I fell back on was my mother. Which which I feel like is also a privilege because by the time someone is like, I am done, they don't have a fallback plan. Yeah. Or Or what would have been a fallback plan is going to be dismissive of what they are struggling with. Because like didn't I get you a job? Didn't I get you to school? So what is it that you don't have? It's more than that. <laughs> love, love is more than material things. Yeah, Mo- m- love is more than taking your child to school. Love is more than buying your child clothes. Mm-hmm. It's big. Yeah. It's bigger than that. Yeah. So it does work. It does help. I mean, the loneliness and feeling like I don't have <coughs> someone to rely on. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. it's hard. Crazy. Um, mental health, mental health awareness month just mm-hmm. happened. That was like last May. Week, yeah? And there was like a lot of conversations around it. And I had this interesting theory from one of the conversations that I attended. Mm. And they said as a trend, as far as careers go, mm-hmm. mental wellness seems to affect people that are into creating the most mm-hmm. creatives. Mm-hmm. Looking at, just looking at a scope of the people that you've interviewed over the years, would you say there's a career connotation to the nature of people that you've hosted that have dealt with mental wellness in their past? Would you say it leans a lot towards creatives or would you say it spreads across to like other careers as well? Everyone struggles mentally as long no, as everyone does. Yeah. But do you notice a margin to maybe any car- any specific careers? I might not be sure of that. Yeah. Because I already come with this preconceived perception that, that everyone everybody, struggles. Yes. But also I also I, I feel like I'm someone someone pointed it out that I mostly bring up creatives. <laughs> there it is right but, there but that's not even the thing <laughs> yeah. when I see someone doing something exceptional I want to hear their story 
So, you understand? Yeah, so but I also know I'm also I'm also cognizant of the fact that they can't struggle mentally. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. I bring that forward. But then w- bring going to the beat of creativity, it's yeah. it's really t- challenging to break through uh status quo. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we have the Dell plan like yeah. doctor, engineer, lawyer. And now you're breaking there's, away. There's a name for it. I did not. <laughs> I talk about it a lot. I just call it Dell. I learned it from somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if people use it, but oh, when we are call that now. When we are tied in that system, yeah. Of course, breaking away from it, it really needs you to have a strong forte to to keep mm. to keep yourself grounded. Yeah, like break away from. Yeah, the it, it's a lot. It's a lot breaking away from what's happening or breaking through from yeah. what through what's happening a beautiful piece i had about creatives in one of the conversations was that creatives are creators mm-hmm. so in a way or another they are beyond just body they are mm. spirit because they have the power to like make things yeah and um what that then means is that they are bound to be misunderstood by a lot of people because they see things in a different way than mm-hmm. everybody else sees mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. An example is if you've grown up, maybe if you've grown up watching TV, your fascination is what you're seeing on the screen. What the people that create the stuff that you see on the screen see from the end is like a whole other story. Yeah. And I found that quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. But there's no question that was just like an addition to <laughs> my point about the creative. Yeah. So, um, so do you feel like a god? She, she just had to use the <laughs> word I was trying to avoid using. But <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, God is the creator uh, that we we know. We are all gods. We are all gods. Kiss the ring. <laughs> Zeus. Hey, the, the, the kids, Achilles, and and all those. Hey, Achilles, who the grandchild? Demigod. <laughs> I mean, my my cat son is a god. Oh. <laughs> um, podcasting, yeah, right. Do you ever struggle with the imposter syndrome because content creators, myself inclusive, mm-hmm. struggle with the syndrome of what I'm producing is not good enough? I don't feel like this is up to standard of what I can deliver. And there's procrastination in there. I can always do this tomorrow. Oh my God, I don't have the equipment that I need to do this. I know you started off as raw as you possibly could. Yeah. So I feel like I shouldn't even be asking. But (laughs) do you ever deal with imposter syndrome? What do I ever do with it? Do you ever deal with it? Uh, It hit me and I didn't know what was happening to me. It hit me, I think, in the months of May. Yeah. Because people are talking about things I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Things I hadn't I had never heard of in my life. Or things <laughs> that I didn't believe. Yeah. Because I, I when I produced my first audio content, I it had some sort of it was some sort of an audiogram. Yeah. And people started asking, So that's you? That's your voice? I mean I'm like yeah, that's me. See, that takes us back to creatives being like you see things <laughs> people don't see. No, in yeah. It was nothing. And then mm. I was like, you have so a... So you, it was nothing. To them, it was like, oh my like, God. They're like, you have a beautiful voice. I'm like, 
that's weird. Like beautiful voice talking. <laughs> I hate the sound of my own voice. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hear yourself in voice notes and like, yeah, oh, well, like, this is how I sound. Okay, really? well, the message is gone already. <laughs> and now I, it sort of felt like, okay, I think I'm not even delivering content. Yeah, yeah. people are just hearing the voice. Oh my god, I'm an empty vessel. What? What am I doing? Why am I mm. doing this? Mm. So I sort of stepped away. If someone gets to follow up on the podcast, yeah. they'll see there were spaces. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, one second. Yeah. They'll see there are gaps. Yeah. From you, you'd see maybe a couple of weeks, and then I go back to it. Mm-hmm. And why? Why was that happening? Is that one? I wasn't sure what I'm doing. I jumped into podcasting. Right. Like you said, as raw as I was, yeah. I didn't know. I had no idea of what yeah. I was doing. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm a lawyer and I'm doing these media things. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I felt like I was not supposed to be in that space. Yeah. So my, like for someone that doesn't really understand imposter syndrome, it borders self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Until I came to a place of knowing what yeah. was happening. And yeah. now for me, there are, very, there are things, some of the rare things that may cause imposter syndrome are fear of success. Yeah. Like, whoa, what if it blows up? This I'm not ready for that. This could blow up so big. That's, that's <laughs> it might get that's bigger. That scares me. That scares me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's going to be bigger than me. What was mm. going to happen after that? Mm. I'm not that. I'm not that big. Like, that kind of system. Yeah. But what if you are... You, what, the question is, if you've chosen to take that path, mm. can you actually give yourself the grace to grow into it yeah. and keep yeah. on that path? You don't yeah. have to be perfect. Yeah. I'm pointing at you. You don't have to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I think that's one thing because she's Loki sending subbing messages <laughs> my way. <laughs> because what is perfect? Yeah. What is perfect? Yeah. Because the point, the moment you get there, mm. what happens with imposter syndrome? It keeps growing with you. The way yeah. the more you grow, it keeps growing with you. It just never ends. Yes. So perfection, you're going to reach it, and then you're going to ask yourself, okay, what next? Mm-hmm. Okay, then I'm not good enough. How yeah. come I can't progress? Yeah. It happens. To many of the people, mm, mm, even mm. on just creatives, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is personally how you deal with it. I learned. Yeah. I learned that I have to do it, mm, and mm, mm. I've decided that that's just background noise. Yeah. So how do we come out to the front? Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, let me tell you something. I released my first episode of this podcast, mm-hmm. right? And like a lot of a lot of positive reviews, a lot of positive feedback came in. Um, because of my imposter syndrome, I felt like, ah, I need to stock up some gadgets before I embark on my other project, right? And for like the longest time, months, months, yeah. Nabuguzi was on my neck. He's like, we want a podcast. We want a podcast. We want a podcast. <laughs> but um, what has really helped me to deal with, I think yeah. in my case, my imposter syndrome has also coupled with the fact that I have a nine to five that like keeps me grounded. And then I have like, school and pursuing school and stuff right. so i had a lot going on for me mm. so in my case what helped me was i engaged friends to sort of take some of the podcast slack off me so that i can deliver on what i'm able to deliver on and then yeah. take up the rest i'm working with a producer friend at the moment right and i find that that sort of helps like keep me accountable because mm-hmm, as a producer mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he's also in a sense my boss yeah so i'm banja okay? i'm banja I, I'm a man, a not a man. Oh my God. I'm never trying local dialects on my podcast again. But 
Amanja yeah. every week. It's like, so what are we working with this week? What are we working with this this week? So I feel obligated to like make sure that there's something for him to work with yeah. in the week to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like a technical team or anything, but do you have like a support system that like keeps you accountable? They're like, friend, it's been like two weeks. We don't have an episode. It's my listeners. It's your listeners. Yeah. They keep you checked in. No, they, mm. they might not really check on me, but yeah. I owe it to them. Yeah. For me, I feel like if you start giving out a product. You have to see it through. Not you have to see it through. It's also a form of respect to the receivers or consumers of that mm, product mm, mm, because mm. you don't just become intermittent. No yeah. one is fasting. <laughs> you don't want, you don't want people to put on people on intermittent fasting that they didn't ask for. Yeah. So if you have said that you're going to be producing, personally, this is me. Yeah. If I have said that I'm going to be doing this, mm. I want to keep at it Yeah. because, I mean... It, it's not easy. You're not entitled to them. If yeah. they're giving you an audience, mm-hmm. respect the audience. Yeah. That is me. So it's 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 just them. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Work life balance. How are you keeping the lawyer stuff? Yeah. Your personal life, a foundation and a podcast afloat. Because that sounds like you're a multipotentialite. Okay, I know you're multi-potential. <laughs> I know for a fact. So how are you keeping this for a float and not losing it? Uh, I think I do. I have a personal life. <laughs> oh yes, you have a personal life. This girl can sing. This girl can sing. My goodness, she would sing you to your own death. I promise mm. you. I promise you. And then when she starts dancing, we've seen we've seen you dance. Seen you dance. <laughs> I've taken long. I've noticed. I hey, talked about it like I don't yeah. know. I was like, "Hey, it's been a while. What's yeah. happening?" This is me keeping you in check. <laughs> Give us some dances. Hey, yeah, that kills me also. It makes. And then me I sad. just I just learned today that she also draws. It's been a while still. But you draw. <laughs> so in essence, yeah. what do you not do? I don't drive. <laughs> 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 but I'm learning how to. <laughs> After that, what would I be doing? Uh, I don't know. You can swim. Not not so well. I I hey. skip at the shallow end. Okay. The last time I I hey. swam, hey. and one time when mom when I told mom that I'd gone for swimming, yeah. she was like, just wanted to be naked. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> because I showed her pictures of my bikini. <laughs> <laughs> mom was my first oh, trainer. Wow. Yeah. And swimming. But she was too tough. I was like, I no longer want to swim. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so where she left me is where. Um, mm. So it's like, so, I just wanted to be naked. Yeah. How are you keeping them balanced? All these aspects of your life. I'm trying to create, I think, time for myself. Yeah. Last year, the last years were tight on me. I would be really stressed out. Yeah. Because I would find myself awake when the world is asleep. Mm-hmm. And I have to produce something. Yes. And it was really wearing me out. Mm-hmm. But then I'm learning mm. how to manage my time. Yeah. And also give myself the grace. I'm not I'm no longer punishing myself. Okay. <laughs> when something has failed, I'm yeah. like, okay, guys, uh today has not worked out the way yeah. how I would have wanted it to work out. Yeah. So that's it. <laughs> People need to also see me for a human being that I am. True. Yeah. True. So True. yeah. I think it's really important that people um, 
learn to see you as a human being. It's very because important. Because the kind of podcast that you run is one where like people share a lot with you and in essence um you absorb yeah, from a lot of people. So much. So you you typically need to have like time for you to have like an outlet of your own mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, translates mm-hmm, to people mm-hmm, understand mm-hmm. that you're a human being at some point. Yeah. Speaking of do you ever take breaks with your podcasts? Like just give yourself a break and take some rest. I did last year. Last year was okay. my first one. Uh, what happened the other year? Are you scheduling another? A break? Mm. Definitely. I want to be doing that. Okay. Yeah. And then where do you see the podcast going? What's your end picture for the podcast? The end picture? It should be a continental platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wrecking in some money or? You should give me money, man. Hey, <laughs> I'm investing a lot. I'm investing a lot of money in that thing. It's making me broke. I like, you even touched my heart. <laughs> making me broke people <laughs> so your, your, your listeners, money. do your listeners know that it's making you broke <laughs> or is this like a big reveal they you're don't. using my, my podcast to do like this big reveal to your listeners that like your podcast is making you broke <laughs> 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 Yeah, it definitely needs to bring in money. It was absolutely lovely to hear about you. I know that every time I listen to your voice, it's you introducing people to us. So it was, this was nice for a change. Do you have any parting words that you'd like to share? Uh, Be human. (laughs) Okay. Be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That way you'll be kinder to other people. Yeah. Someone asked me what it means to be kind to themselves. And I didn't know that was such a big thing. Yeah. But it is actually big. I'll break it down. Okay. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> I'll break it down. <laughs> Follow her on hash time with Naoguzi Chiwanuka. I'll, I'll break it down. I think I need to create something related to that. So because like it's, a podcast it's just episode, like self-love. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know if, if I'll, I'll, I'll carry out a whole episode. But it's just like self-love. It was complex for me. I didn't understand it. I knew. Yeah. I, I, I thought I knew how to love people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think I did. Yeah. And it was until I learned how to love myself that I started yeah. learning how to love people. So yeah. be kind to yourself. That mm. way you'll be kinder to others. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. That was Nabuguzi Chiwanuka, ladies and gentlemen. She's phenomenal. You're an amazing person. Um, Thank you. I don't know how often you hear that, but you're phenomenal. You're an amazing person. You've been um, a window for a lot of us into like other people's lives, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you probably know this, but you or you don't know this, but podcasting is um, pretty much untapped ground, still untapped ground in Uganda, heavily untapped, and I'm sure that you're an inspiration to a lot of people, and you, you your stories change the lives of a lot of people, and all I can say is just keep doing, you keep doing what you do, and um, yeah, stay awesome. Thank you. That was Nabuguzi Chiwanuka, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for making the time to listen to Afri Millennial, the podcast. If you're interested in supporting Nabuguzi Chiwanuka or sharing with higher coffee or like um, yeah, just basically money. supporting her, she wants money. <laughs> yeah, the podcast is making her drop. <laughs> so uh, just look out for hashtag with Nabuguzi Chiwanuka on all social media platforms. Uh, I'm sure there will be a link to. Uh, a link tree where they can buy you coffee, right? And, yes, and there also, is. And also buy hashtag uh, merchandise. Uh, guys, please check out her platform. Be sure to support her. And when you're done doing that, please 
stay on your social media and also look for Afri Millennial. Yes, and, Afri um, Millennial. Hey, like somewhere, Afri leave a share somewhere. Uh, see you guys next week. Cheers. Mm.